0: Hello. Last week, LeCundo showed us from the Old Testament how God's plan has always been to have a kingdom community. A people who live together as God's people under his rule and reign. Remember, this is what we mean when we talk about the kingdom of God. It's not so much a place as his actual ruling and reigning. It's God having his way. It's everything happening according to his will. And that is amazing. It's beautiful and glorious. The kingdom of God is righteousness and peace and joy. God's rule is loving and kind and gracious and compassionate and holy and magnificent. And as we've seen, it's supposed to be the one thing we long for more than anything else in our lives. Well, today, we're gonna go back to the Old Testament again to see how God has been outworking this amazing plan and purpose right from the beginning. Now, all this gets me very excited, and my prayer today is that God might give us all fresh revelation by His Spirit, that He might help us to see something of His plan and our inheritance and destiny afresh, that we might be captivated by the kingdom calling and purpose that He has for our lives. Now, Lord talked to us about Moses and the Israelites. But before God delivered his people from slavery through Moses, he made a promise to Abraham. And God promised Abraham that all peoples on earth would be blessed through him and his descendants. Even though we as human beings had rejected God's rule in our lives, God had begun his plan of restoration. He'd taken hold of a man and he'd promised that through him and his descendants, he would raise up a people for himself. And that people would bring God's blessing to the ends of the earth. One of Abraham's sons, Isaac, born miraculously to Abraham and Sarah in their old age, then inherited this same promise from God. We call that promise a covenant. Like Lucundo said last week, that covenant was all about how God would have a people for himself and how he would live amongst that people. And how that people would be for him a kingdom of priests, bringing his rule and reign to the ends of the earth. So God repeated his covenant promise to Isaac, and then he repeated it again to one of Isaac's sons, Jacob. And that's where we're going to pick up the story today in Genesis chapter 28. Genesis 28 verses 10 to 22. Jacob left Beersheba and set out for Haran. And when he reached a certain place, he stopped for the night because the sun had set. And taking one of the stones there, he put it under his head and lay down to sleep. He had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on the earth with its top reaching to heaven. And the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And there above it stood the Lord. And he said, I am the Lord, the God of your father, Abraham, and the God of Isaac. I will give you and your descendants the land on which you are lying Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth, and you will spread out to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. I am with you, and I will watch over you wherever you go, and I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. And when Jacob awoke from his sleep, he thought, surely the Lord is in this place, and I was not aware of it. He was afraid and said, how awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. Early the next morning, Jacob took the stone he had placed under his head and he set up a pillar and poured oil on top of it. And he called that place Bethel, though the city used to be called Loz. And then Jacob made a vow saying, if God will be with me and will watch over me on this journey I am taking and will give me food to eat and clothes to wear so that I return safely to my father's household, then the Lord will be my God. And this stone that I have set up as a pillar will be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will give you a tenth. So Jacob has a dream in which he hears God repeating that same covenant promise to bless all the nations of the earth through him and his descendants. He hears the repetition of the covenant, but notice what he sees. He sees a stairway or ladder between heaven heaven and earth. And he sees the angels of God going up and down on it. He sees a connection between heaven and earth. Now let's go right back to the beginning again for a moment. When God made the first humans, Adam and Eve, he commissioned them to fill the whole earth with his rule and reign. God was present with them and he walked among them. And in that sense, being on earth wasn't supposed to be any different to being with God in heaven. Humanity was commissioned with filling the earth with heaven. But when we rejected God as heaven's rule and authority, there was a separation. The earth became separated and cut off from the beautiful realities of heaven that God had originally intended it to be filled with. So when Jacob had his dream and heard God repeating his covenant promise to bless the whole earth through the people that he'd raise up from his descendants, what he saw was the connection between heaven and earth being restored. He saw it becoming possible once more for the earth to become heaven, for it to be filled with God's presence and to experience his loving, beautiful, life-giving rule and reign. You see, the angels of God were created as his messengers to announce and carry out his will. So we could say that what Jacob is seeing represents God's will being done on earth just as it is in heaven. Now, does that remind you of anything? That's what Jesus taught us to pray. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So let's think about this for a moment. What does it look like for God's will to be done on earth as it is in heaven? It looks like an end to poverty as there's no need or lack in heaven. It looks like an end to crime and injustice as there is only perfect righteousness and justice in heaven. It looks like perfect truth and integrity. It looks like compassion and grace. It looks like holiness and purity. It looks like love and generosity. And let's make it a a bit less abstract for a moment. What would it look like for God's will to be done in your life, just as it is in heaven? For him to rule perfectly. For every part of your life to reflect his rule and reign. What would it look like for God to rule in your home just as he does in heaven? Or what about in your school or college or university or in your workplace or in your neighborhood? What needs to change for those places to look more like heaven? So Jacob dreams of God's kingdom filling the earth and this is God's purpose. I will raise up a people from your descendants that will be my kingdom people, the kingdom people that I originally created all of humanity to be. And this is what Lucundo was showing us from the scriptures that she read last week. And as Lucundo said, all of this in the Old Testament was pointing towards what God was going to do in the New Testament. So let's look at John chapter 1, verses 43 to 50. The next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. He then added, very truly, I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Isn't that amazing? Thousands of years have passed since Jacob had his dream, but God has certainly not abandoned his promise. Jesus says that now that he has come to us, we will see something truly amazing We will see heaven open and we will see the angels ascending and descending on him, the son of man. You see, Jesus is saying, I am that ladder, that stairway between heaven and earth. Because of me, the earth can be filled with heaven. Heaven can come to earth. God's kingdom can come and God's will can be done. You know, right now, whatever situation you are facing, you have access to an open heaven because of Jesus. If you or your family or someone you know is sick, you have access to the healing of heaven. If you are facing an injustice, you have access to the justice of heaven. And this is not just about me and my needs. This is about the whole earth being filled with heaven's rule and reign. And this is what it means to pray with authority in the name of Jesus. When Jacob woke up from his dream back in Genesis 28, he said, how awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. Now, one of the things we learn from the New Testament is that God's house is actually built with living stones. That is God's house, the place where he dwells, is actually built with people. It is built with God's people, the church. We are built together to become God's dwelling place. Now that Jesus has ascended into heaven, he has commissioned us as his church to be the house of God and the gate of heaven. It is through the church, the body of Christ, that heaven's rule will continue to be made manifest in this world. Just like Lacundo showed us, it is through the church that God is fulfilling his promise to have a kingdom of priests that carry his presence and live under his rule. A people that through prayer and action bring more and more of heaven's perfect rule into the brokenness of our world. You might remember Jesus spoke far more about the kingdom of God than he ever did about the church. In all the gospel accounts, we have only two occasions, both of them in Matthew, when Jesus talks about the church. And that's not because Jesus didn't love the church. The Bible tells us clearly that he did and still does. But the gospel that Jesus came to preach was not the gospel of the church. Jesus did not come and give his life for us on the cross so that we can have a great church. And certainly not in the sense of great buildings or facilities or even services. Jesus came and gave his life for us so that we could be his kingdom people. Jesus came and gave his life for us so that as his people, his body, we could be the gate of heaven. So that in his name we could bind on earth what is bound in heaven. So that in his name we could loose on earth what is loosed in heaven. Do you know on on both those two occasions when Jesus did speak about the church in Matthew, that is what he said. What you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and what you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven as in what you bind on earth will have been already bound in heaven. And what you loose on earth will be the things that are already loosed in heaven. Jesus commissions us as his church to release the healing of heaven here on earth. Here in the church community, in our workplaces, in our neighborhoods, in our places of study. Jesus commissions us to bind up poverty, injustice and oppression, and to loose God's provision and justice and deliverance. Jesus commissions us to stand against hatred and lies and to proclaim the truth in love. Jesus came and gave his life and rose again and now pours out his spirit on us so that through obedience and prayer and action, through discipleship and mission, we could be part of announcing and demonstrating the rule of God on earth. And this is our commission. This is God's purpose. This is what Jesus has made possible. And this is what God invites all of us to completely devote every single part of our lives towards. Will you give your life completely for Jesus and his kingdom? Will you give your life completely for seeing heaven's rule on earth? And what will that look like for you? And what do you need to change? Holy Spirit, we pray that you would come to us right now and come and speak to us now and in the coming days and the weeks and months ahead and help us to give our lives completely to you and your kingdom that we would see more and more and more of your beautiful and glorious rule and reign on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.